listening to Soul Knox Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hikara. And I'd like to welcome you to, uh, I believe this is episode six. And uh, this week, I'm joined by one of my oldest and best friends. Um, he and I met back in 2004 when we uh, uh, crossed paths via MySpace uh, with our... Uh, respective uh, musical projects. And that's my friend Malzvier, um, who uh, is the, the main man behind a project called Deity Undead, who is soon to be uh, hitting, um, hitting uh, some new music out there. What uh, should be about the same time as uh, I'm getting some new music. So um figured it was a good t- time and uh, to have him on here, I wanted to have him on. Anyways, he's going to be coming back later on for more uh, different kinds of episodes. But I wanted to kind of introduce everybody who ha- maybe aren't familiar with his music, um, make people familiar. Uh, and as such, we'll be playing a couple songs before the interview, and then I have a little block of some songs of his to close it out. Um, so yeah. Before we get into that, I want to shout out to my brother podcasts. On uh, Mondays, we got Horror Wolf 666 uh, with Brandon Legion. And Brandon had just joined me last week uh, for an episode about Hellraiser, which everybody should, uh, should have listened to already. Um, then on Tuesdays, we got uh, Jackie Smith and Into the Necrosphere, the best... Uh, Extreme Metal Podcast out there. On Wednesday, we got uh, Everything Went Black from Mike Hill. And uh, on there, he does a whole range of different different subjects. And it, sometimes just an interview with a, a band that he likes or one of his friends. Or some episodes are more uh, themed. Uh, and then on uh, Thursday, we got Necromaniacs, which is also headed by Mike Hill, as well as Mike Scandato and Jeff Kassid. And they uh, basically, every week, talk about horror. And it's a particular horror movie, uh, old and new. Uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, horror-related podcasts that's out there, and I've listened to a lot. Um, and then uh, kind of at Interspurse, times uh there's also Iblis manifestations from cheyenne from trivax which i recommend people checking out as well all right we're gonna play a few songs from um Malzvier from deity undead from his prod uh, demo called wandering through decayed dead dreams which we talk about in the interview uh we're playing that song and the song one with the night and uh that was one of the demos that he made uh shortly after we met and um still a great one from him um thank you for listening hail satan Thank you. 
So I wanted to start off um, the uh, the podcast with, um, I guess, let's like go flashback, we'll go back in time to 2005 when when you and I met. It was like the yeah. uh, the autumn. It was about this time of the year, I think, in 2005, like August, September, something like that. And uh, it was like back in the day when we had uh, MySpace. Yeah, and, uh, I we both both had our band our bands and I, I met you and um i met chris and and um the guys are in alda now and everybody from like through myspace which was great you know it's a great tool for meeting uh people and putting out your music and connecting with everybody um, i feel that i feel that it's still an unparalleled tool in fact i think that what's what's comparable to myspace nowadays is Bandcamp and instagram you have to have them both together though yeah, and even then, it's still not the same. Still not as good, you know. And uh, no, it's definitely not as good. Yeah, no. And um, when I when we met, I think so. Your project is Deity Undead, um, and uh, I think you were maybe working on a second demo. I think when we met, mm-hmm. uh, I was yeah because you had the first one out. Uh, so I wanted to go back though a little bit even before that and uh like when did you let's see like i kind of want to talk about the um like getting into black metal like when like you know yeah. you were already in the metal before that right like listening to merciful fate and stuff and uh yeah and, and all this shit and then and then i mean how did you like when what was the effect like uh, like how did you get into black metal and the the effect on it and like how did that lead you into making deity and death well this is a very good this is a very good memory of mine a very good story too so when i was about 12 13 years old i um i had graduated from listening to stuff like metallica and judas priest and all that and black sabbath which of course you know i still very much love and listen to these days still. Um, yeah. But I had gotten into harder stuff as a teenager, like Pantera. And really from there, I got into like Slayer. Um, and then I found Merciful Fate and King Diamond. And it was really from that turning point where I was asking myself the deep questions that I feel like a lot of us ask when we hit the teenage years. Like, what the fuck is it all about? What's the meaning of things? Religion doesn't make sense. The religion that's brought up in doesn't make any sense. I, I don't believe this doing some soul searching. Um, and then I, I would say through merciful fate, uh, with the, with and Slayer, with the, uh, satanic references, I found Anton LaVey and decided to make my way to go ahead and get the satanic Bible. And, um, as I was reading that book, I was really getting into even harder stuff. Like, um, what really spawned it was there was a show on, uh, MTV or one of these channels back in the day. Um, it was narrated by this girl named Metal Sanaz, and she was like putting out all these death metal videos and stuff, bands like Vader and Amon and Marth. And, you know, and I had never heard music like that before. So I was like, oh shit, this music really speaks to me. So I got really into it, went down to the record store as much as I could and got like CDs and stuff of just stuff that looked really cool. Like um, one of the first bands was like Cannibal Corpse and Vader, of course. And then I got really into old Amon and Marth and Deicide. And, you know, the history kind of went from there. Now, this was for some years, and I really got into black metal when I was about 14. 
Um, I got into black metal through Mayhem's The Mysterious Dom Satanas album and Dark Thrones, um, Blaze in the Northern Sky and on Transylvanian Hunger. Um, and then I started listening to Burzum. And so around this time, you know, the memory's a little foggy, but I started listening to like a lot of other more obscure stuff. Like somehow I found Mutilation and was listening to them a lot. Um, and the first Deity Undead album was a four song EP. And it was a very spiritual experience for me. It was recorded on a Tascam four track cassette uh, deck. And um, it really just represented my love of who I was becoming and the things I was discovering. And it was just a, a pure expression of the soul exploring harsher musics and um it didn't really have any form or structure i just i just wanted to play this music that i loved so much and i just let it rip and um you know and the result was something that really altered my psyche because it was almost like a trance inducing state where i had produced this music and it was like my psyche had changed my reality was changing and you know i felt like i had opened a gateway into a world that has continued to be with me and really shaped the world I'm in today, even that has um, been like the, the birth of my own view of the world, my spirituality, my soul. And so the music, no matter what I've been working on with Deity Undead, even to this day, has always been an expression of my spirituality, uh, my philosophy, and the energies that I'm feeling. And um, I, yeah, that's, that's what I would say was like yeah. the origins of it all. I definitely remember finding your your MySpace getting in contact with you. Um, I just like really struck by your music and I like, always have been uh, that like the purity of it. Like, like the like that first demo. I mean, it, like, I think it's still like really good to this day. Like um, the uh, it's very pure, like black metal, like, you know, like uh i felt like you really tapped into that that like real at that point in time you were like 100 percent like the black metal spirit you know what i mean like you know that vibe you get from absolutely like, uh yeah like mutilation or sargeist or um all these types of bands where it's just this like really like, yeah your darkness you know <laughs> well there, just to just to say well thank you very much and one thing i want to say that i forgot there was a very significant legitimate record shop where I was living at the time. Um, back in the day, it was called Green Eggs and Jam, which was a really funky title. <laughs> and then the guy, then the guy changed it to Static Age after the Misfits. And um, right, you know, with that, um, that place stocked. I mean, it was like my personal little hell vet. It stocked. Like, that's how I found Sargeist and Kraft and like all these bands because they had the CDs and the vinyls there. And I was like, and that's how I even discovered Bathory. I mean, um, through that record shop. So just real quick, the other two bands that I was listening to before I even recorded the first Deity Undead album were um, Bathory's demos on the Jubilum stuff and then the self-titled. And I was listening to a lot of Venom Um and I was listening to a lot of Celtic Frost and I was also listening to like Hellhammer. And uh, the last thing was uh, Sargeist. I don't know if I mentioned that, but Sargeist was a huge, huge inspiration to me because the way the Satanic Black Devotion album, that was the one at the time that was out. And then the yeah. split with Horned Almighty. Those two albums really spoke to me like in such a way that nothing else did. I really 
resonated with them. And that's what ultimately like musical wise inspiration. I think it was those two albums that like really pushed me to just be like, okay, I want to make some black metal now. Right. Well, and I think on your second demo, you did a cover of um, the song from, uh, from the third, like from the second album. Um, Yeah, I did. uh, I did. I did a cover. Um, I did a cover of, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm blanking on the, I'm like blanking on the name of the second Sargeist album right now. It's like terrible. Um, No, it's okay. It was like Disciple. Was it Disciple Disciple of the Heinous Path? Path. Yeah. Yeah. I did a cover of that song to the best of my ability. I mean, it just like you, like you, like you noted with my music, it always had the purity. It wasn't too focused back then on like technicality and time rates and all that stuff that drummers do. It wasn't like a technical black or death metal recording. It was, it was very loose and it was very cavernous, like a lot of reverb on the vocals and guitars. And it was just focusing all like back then I didn't even know how to play drums that well. I was just banging uh, my friend's drum kit and it came out pretty good. Like, you know, and and the, the, the disciple, thanks. The disciple of the heinous path cover was a really cool experience for me. And I did that one. And since I was listening to just so like I was basically listening to whatever I could get my hands on because it was just so new and exciting. I even did a cover of like a Noctimistium song, which like yeah. I forget what I even did a cover of a Sacrifice by Bathory on one of those old albums that I recorded. And yeah, it, you know, and like <laughs> I think you did a cover uh, on your second demo. You had a cover of Freezing Moon and you had the Disciple Hands Path cover on that see i I forgot about that yeah i did a cover of freezing moon and it definitely wasn't on par with hellhammer's drums but it was (laughs) definitely definitely was a lot of fun and uh yeah those were you know i can compare it to this the last thing i'll say you know when you're a kid and you see you know basically you see snow for the first time i should say you experience snow for the first time and your parents aren't around you're alone you're alone and you're standing somewhere away from you're home and you're just standing there as a kid in nature with snow for the first time. And you get this eerie feeling of being alive and just, it's hard to explain, but that's kind of how black metal when I first found it was for me, it was like discovering winter for the first time and being mesmerized and, you know, under its spell basically. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, that's something I, I'm kind of wanting to dig in with with different people, and you're the first one. To, so, is the idea of like we get like black metal for me was like the missing piece in a way. You know, I've been listening to a lot of different, you know, lots of different kinds of music. Metal is like mm-hmm. one of the things I was listening to alongside like all the other stuff that I like. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man. And uh so kind of in parallel with being on the other stuff i was kind of making that same journey from uh you know being into like black sabbath and then slayer and then and metallica to like finding out death metal but death metal see the thing was is i don't think i found the right death metal back then because i didn't hear like deicide or morbid angel i heard like cannibal corpse and like i liked it okay but it, it really didn't speak to me in the same you know like i think if i found more of that kind of uh, satanic type of stuff I probably would have grafted on more to death metal but um, yeah then most like, definitely I kind of became aware of black metal but I didn't really listen to it and dive into it for until after a couple of years after I kind of stumbled on it like going on the internet you know 
like a uh kind of like it was like a laid a seed and then then I found it. But I felt like when I finally did like really get into black metal, it was like this missing limb, you know. It was like uh it was basically like finding that that missing piece, you know, of the puzzle and um and uh I remember um I remember the first time I ever played, I started like the first time I ever was like, okay, I want to try to make black metal, like try to play these riffs. It was like the most natural thing in the world for me, you know, it was just like mm-hmm. came out, you know? Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I really like how you phrase that. I'll let you continue. I don't want to interrupt, but yeah, I really resonate with how you're phrasing this about missing pieces and the limb and just like the key that opened the gate basically. Yeah. And I mean, for me, it kicked off like, um, a lot of transformation but i sometimes sometimes think about like it wasn't really like a transformation in the sense that i became someone different it was more like i became myself you know what i mean like yeah like it was the same for me yeah it was like the piece that that allowed me to kind of transgress against like certain like of these um societal like conditionings and stuff that keep us from from like you know, looking at something like Satanism or stuff like that, you know what I mean? And then making, made me like really uh, kind of reevaluate all values, like this kind of Nietzschean type of idea of going beyond good and evil, you know, and just breaking, it was like a freeing for myself to then begin the process of growing into myself. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It was the same for me. I'll never forget the many nights I spent sitting in the woods reading Nietzsche um you know and just smoking cigarettes and whatever and just like being completely misanthropic and just like really diving into my soul and like um discovering spirituality and whatnot and that was kind of after the first and second tapes i made the third one which was wandering through decayed dead dreams and i was really inspired by stuff like weakling you know hence the title and, uh, you know, and, and just like listening to Lurker of Chalice and Leviathan and Zaster and, you know, and like all those USBM bands, which are still amazing and unparalleled. And like, basically, to this day, you know, the last Deity Undead recording was in New York um, when I was living in Queens with my roommate Bobby at the time. And it was a really shit environment. And I was just... Um, I made some of the most heinous sounding black metal that I had ever made. And I haven't been able to top that since, but you know, more on that later, but basically it's the reason I'm bringing this up is because I wanted to touch on what you were saying about it being like an extension of like, as you were discovering yourself and your path. And that was the same thing for me. Cause I was that, that's what inspired all the deity undead albums. It was just an, uh, a musical, uh, expression of those currents uh, in the occult or of those spiritual experiences and basically trying to find a way to worship them for lack of a better word and also to express them and to be at one with those experiences that were very deep and psychological yeah yeah I think uh, it's interesting because it's kind of like that whole thing of um it's like uh um black metal like is uh like a soul music kind of i feel like it's like the uh 
a natural like state of of a being you know what i mean in so many ways like uh yeah and uh for me it's definitely related to the spiritual like level like um for me black metal is 100 tapped into the spiritual uh whatever black metal i'm listening to at any particular time really like ends up relating in some way to whatever kind of spiritual um state that i want to you know for me it's a way to channel certain types of energies you know yeah uh that relate to the spiritual spirituality like what i'm listening to you know i like with black metal like it's kind of like i pick certain bands because that's the kind of spiritual the energy i want to channel like and and bring into me and and everything you know that i need well and that's kind of what i felt too even when i first encountered dark throne you know i didn't really know what uh, i would consider spirituality back then but I knew that when I listened to Transylvanian Hunger and when I listened to A Blaze in the Northern Sky, I was, I couldn't help but just stop what I was doing, sit down or just stand there in my room and be like, what the fuck is this? And just like really, you know, let it seep into me. And I was, I was like mesmerized. I was like, I, this is like speaks to me on like what I would call now, like one of the most fundamental and primal levels of existing. Yeah, I would agree. You know, black metal to me also is that way. Is like speaking to something real primal, uh, and deep within, and um, you know, like uh, it feels like an expression of that of that deep level. You know, into this kind of um, into this form. You know, and 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 then the way that the music is with like the repetitive you know um nature of the songwriting and the repetitive like drumming and everything it really is very like almost shamanic in so many ways you know like it puts you into yeah. this trance state and uh and gets you in contact with this deeper level of like reality and existence and of itself you know yeah no it definitely does and um you know and um I consider it to be a very shamanic music too. I always have, especially with the drum beats and everything. And just, um, it gets you into that kind of trance state and, uh, speaks to you on those fundamental core levels, you know, and, um, that's how deity undead has always been. I think, um, I've always tried to write music that was spellbinding to me as the creator. I wanted to make riffs. I wanted to make a sonic soundscape that would draw me in and allow me to vocalize those lyrics I would write because a lot of times like my inspiration you're talking about shamanism those lyrics that I would write for songs would be like emanations of a gnosis I received or experienced or just some shit that I thought about or just like something I was feeling and I and I tried to capture how that made me feel and translate that into guitar bass and drums and you know and just make it so that like the music was supporting the words as well which i feel like is a very deep kind of connection with that shamanistic current because i feel like that's like what they do like they're repeatedly banging on the drums and going into a trip and a trance state and accessing levels of the of the other side the astral world um i don't even think you have to believe in a in a, a religion so to speak or or a spiritual paradigm to acknowledge that the astral plane is something that even the most mundane of creatures can 
can experience. It's just sometimes I feel like people don't know that they're experiencing it because all it really is, is just another layer of the physical reality without going too off the deep edge here right now. But at least that's what I think if we're to like totally simplify it, I feel like the black metal is very shamanistic like that because you're in the astral plane and you're just drawing things that are coming out uh, and like musically kind of co-creating an experience in the physical world, if that makes sense. No, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people get confused because um, this kind of astral, acausal level is is really uh, one thing that people get confused by is that um, you don't exit your body like like kind of how people think. It's like actually the best way to access that level is to go deeper inside to like drop your consciousness within and kind of go out that way. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And I feel like making the black metal or even listening to it, you know, it helps you get into that state pretty easily, I would say. And yeah, you know, I hope that the uh, the noise of the cars passing by, I've just been outside to enjoy the night, but I'll be inside my apartment soon. So we'll stop hearing cars passing by. Hopefully well, it's not too intrusive. No, nah, it's not. I don't mean it's not too loud. But yeah, that's I, good. Okay. I think the black metal uh, at its core can become like this kind of nexion of energy, you know, like uh, yeah. a living, breathing, like force that's channeling things. And I also have this this kind of theory, too, that there is literally a spiritual type of force behind black metal. That's that is like the black metal spirit. You know what I mean? That that people feel they feel yeah. it. it's like some it's like something that's almost um. It's definitely beyond words it's like a force that um that when you're really connected to like you can hear black metal it's just connected purely to this black metal spirit you know and has like this particular type of vibe you know yeah like even if it's um an aragor or just like but i feel like it's something trans something deeper like there's a reason why people all across the world simultaneously at the same time in the 80s all started channeling the same type of type of feeling you know what i mean like, Yeah, absolutely it's not or you know from the 80s to early 90s i don't think it's just a matter of um of like because because things weren't the way they are now like back then like um it wasn't like you you could just like go and uh listen to anything you wanted on your phone like people were sometimes completely in isolation creating music music this music and and it was channeling the same oh, force, yeah. you know and uh you know and yeah and like for us it was i feel like for us for you and myself and for those in our circle back then aside from myspace and like blogspot shits and like ripping shit from like media fire and stuff we were doing it almost identically the way that they were doing it in the past. We were mailing tapes to and CDs to each other. And, you know, we relied so heavily on word of mouth and going to the fucking record store and just like buying shit on a whim, just being like, Oh, this looks cool. Let's check it out. You know? Oh, and yeah. uh, you know, that that's how so many great bands were discovered, you know, and there was a magic to that. And I miss that tenderly. Because, like, don't get me wrong, like, I love Bandcamp. Um, I'm just now getting acclimated to Spotify, and I think that it's pretty cool. I have, like, the free membership and plan to keep it that way, probably, until I find a better use for it. But essentially what I'm saying is, yeah, like, I 
I'm grateful for these things. I think that they're really great. And I mean, my favorite is Bandcamp, but you know, like just, there's such a magic to like meeting people, tape trading, CD trading, um, going to your record store. I remember back then, like if you saw a vinyl that was like 30 bucks, it was like a rare collector's item. Nowadays, most vinyls are like fucking 30 bucks and brand new pressings. And so it almost doesn't even, you know what I mean? Like you could just get like, like that's just how it was. You go and you get your tape or your CD or your vinyl or whatever. It was like 15 bucks, you know, at the most. Yeah. But um, anyway, but that's, that's about it. But yeah, I think there was just a really deep magic that, we can kind of create now still because people still do like send each other stuff. But um, that was one of my favorite things, honestly, of like first getting into all this music was just the kind of like the underground, almost elite community of like a bunch of serious fucking metal people that were like, yeah, you know, this is some good stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, like it definitely was, was a little bit different. Like the the main ways I found, you know, I found about the, the main core of like the Norwegian bands and stuff like um, through this website called allmusic.com. I used to use that. Uh, oh, cool. And, uh, and that's how, that's how I would, you know, they would have it in different genres. That's how I would get into a lot of different genres was going there, check out all the bands on the, on the list. And, um, you know, like, um, so that was like my entry point, but, uh, after that, I mean, a, a lot of it was really like going to the record store. Luckily, the the CD store that I used to go to, the main one, uh, you could actually look through like the booklet and stuff. So I could kind of oh, look, cool. see the cover looks kind of cool. I'd look through the booklet, like see what the lyrics are about and stuff, like what kind of vibe it was and like, you know, pick it up if I didn't. You know, I found a lot of really cool albums I didn't even really know about um, anything about that way. And and just going to the store and just seeing what they had and then and then yeah like kind of like reading stuff and um and you know like maybe reviews on the internet or whatever or things like that or for a brief period of time I did take part I did I was on like a forum black metal forum for a little while where uh, that's cool where um people you know I'm not really big on forums that much I used to be more when I was younger but uh, not so much anymore but back then you know i used i was on this forum for a while and uh you know that's how i would found out about um like budolf's nord and uh the like i found out about the black legions and then i went on there and i was like does anybody know where to get like mutilation and they like sent me to hell's headbangers that's how i found out hell's headbangers all way back that's so great like those forums i know exactly what you mean those were part of that magic too i mean it was just people coming together and sharing stuff and it was like really i think those things still exist which is really cool and like one thing i was always grateful for was you and i's connection you would like tell me about all these bands i don't think i would have gotten into half the stuff that i got into had it not been for you back in the day like showing me all the shit and just being like you know basically sending me music and stuff and we would like trade bands all the time that was a lot of fun and i did that with a few other people too and yeah, I, I really like that because it was it was like because um, you're excited, right? And I personally, like I'm sure you are too. I'm still I still have that pitch of excitement to find new music and to find new bands that I can get into and really you know enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, and I mean, yeah, like that was one big thing is our little our little community of uh, you know like um, 
typically Yumi and Donnie would be sending each other like and Chris, you know, like be sending each other like all you know, kind of MP3 trading, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> through AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that, exactly. That, yeah, that was one way we got into a lot of a lot of cool stuff, you know. And then if I liked it, I would so go fun. buy the CD or buy the tape or whatever, you know. So I remember when I visited you the first time, you had quite the impressive tape collection of like black metal tapes, and it's like, damn, I really like your tape collection. <laughs> yeah, at that at that time, I bought a lot of tapes, like because uh, you know, like I had I. Had, having the distros that i order from uh, i occasionally order from to this day like um forever plagued and um and uh some other ones and um i get tapes and uh and i, I oh, forget yeah. the one that i would order from who specialized in both black metal and like also like ritual like extreme noise and stuff like this band i remember this band oh, that stuff is cool that i have called terror goat they're from finland like, i remember terror goat yeah yeah that i had like all their demos like that i got the um yeah the i don't really mess with the tapes too much right now because i don't even have a uh tape neither player, do but, i i don't but with um, all the moves i've gone through i basically just have like stack a couple stacks of cds and you know i sold a lot of my vinyls but i still have like two solid milk crates full of like old my old black metal stuff you know yeah well i still have i just i just haven't really been buying tapes you know yeah same like i don't i don't really buy like i i kind of like i'll buy a record or a cd um just because like i like popping a cd into the car but uh yeah tapes are kind of a thing like um i don't the last tape I bought was a tape from the band Sleep because they were like blowing them out and because like they had changed a record label. Of course, totally different kind of music, but like that was like the last tape I bought and was like, okay, I got to get this tape, but I don't have a tape player. And, you know, like I think the last, like the last black metal cassettes that I bought were, uh, you remember the band from Poland, Moon? Um, I had Moon and Christ Agony um, on cassette. Like those were, um, there was there's a really good label like if you ever do get back in the tapes called Pagan Records and they sell like all the uh, all like those old classic Polish bands like Christ Agony and Moon um, and like all that good stuff. Yeah, I think um, yeah tapes are cool. Like the thing that I noticed though is it feels like tapes are now almost as expensive as like cds you know (laughs) yeah they're like 15 bucks yeah you know yeah it's like uh i used the main reason i used to buy tapes is because i was poor and (laughs) and it was like oh i could get you know this hate forest tape for three dollars yeah yeah that's why i bought tapes too and that brings up a point that i forgot about that was one reason why i was so grateful for doing the mp3 trades and the burn cd trades with all you guys because you know, when you're a teenager, you're fucking broke, you know, you're not working. And like, you're, you're like, you know, depending on like what age you are in a teenage years and like getting any kind of money back in those times is just a treat. You're just like, fuck yeah. I'm going to go blow it on CDs and books and shit. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, I mean, 90% of any money that I, that I would make would pretty much just go to buying tapes or CDs or, or books. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. And like, I definitely, I used to have um, a copy of darkness and shrouds, uh fucking tape the michael ford stuff that was really cool yeah i still have i have the ancient kingdoms one 
yeah, yeah. Ancient Kingdoms, yeah. And yeah. that was actually real quick too. Another turning point for me musically and spiritually is when I first found um, like Black Funeral and Darkness and Shroud. I was so blown away by both both projects, and uh, I remember like listening to that Darkness and Shroud tape practically to the point where it was breaking because I was just like so into it. I was like, this is just literally some of the darkest music I've ever heard. Even to this day, I'm just like, it like makes your hair stand. Yeah, that, I mean. Michael Ford is a fucking master of of that kind of music. I mean, I I listen to, I mean, he he has I listen to all of his all of his projects, like all of his dark ambience and projects and stuff. And um, Darkness and Shroud is cool because uh, you know the second and third albums were a little bit different, but he he came back a few years ago with Darkness and Shroud with this album called Anti Trinity, and it's like. Right. It's like, wow. It's like back to more of the sound of the first one as the last two ones that he did darkness and shroud, but a little bit more developed. And it sounds like these like kind of hymns to the devil and stuff. Like it's awesome. Wow. That's so cool. And, um, that sounds awesome. I haven't heard that. I got to check that out. Yeah, definitely check out. It's on, it's on band camp. And yeah, the um, Michael Ford definitely, like, I think the thing with Michael Ford that was really inspiring to me was uh, getting into like black funeral and, um, and then finding with darkness Stroud and stuff and finding out that here here's a guy who's like serious like he's a serious occultist serious like you know satanist slash luciferian like he practices magic like um you know because you know you know that a lot of these bands like you know they're not really you know they're not really an occultist you know what i mean like they would talk about satan and stuff and um Maybe some of them are like spiritually Satanist, but not really like dealing, you know, practically occultist. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, I know what you mean. Uh, so when you find out that like, these bands or these artists that are like serious, like they're hundred percent like serious about what they're doing, uh, really impressed me. And like, I just I was always I was always like thought that was like uh inspiring i mean black funeral has been a big like, inspiration in michael ford's ever since then you know yeah for me too um the thing that really tipped me off were was his album belial arisen and uh i mean well just like his whole catalog but i think when i was first getting into black funeral i was listening to belial arisen and yeah. i just thought that was a really great album yeah i love that one another one that was one of the first ones i got was that ambient album that um Karnazan, um ritual album, you know? Yeah, and, that uh, was a really cool album too. Moon, I like that moon, one a lot as moon well. Over, moon over, uh, Moon Arasith. of Saracis, yeah. And uh, yeah, I can never, can never pronounce it, but yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. The Moon Over Sharasith or Karasith. It's like uh, that was a really. I like that album a lot because to me, it like represented um, something next level. You know, it wasn't. Was, uh, I could just feel like how real it was. Like it actually felt like they were performing some kind of arcane ritual. It's cool. Well, I mean, it was, it was legitimately like yeah. uh, ritual music for this like vampiric lodge, you know, and, you know, he had the order of the black dragon, which has been going on there, you know, it's this, you know, kind of secret order that involved um, Carl and E from uh, Nostrand and, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and that was part of that work. And, I just think it's so I think that's cool like it's legitimately like this is music he makes music that's like you know trying to channel these occult forces and stuff in his music you know and uh 
uh, I just found, I always found that really inspiring because, because that's kind of, you know, like my level, like, uh, I've never really been about like, um, fantasy for fantasy's sake with with my metal like with what i create it's same like it's it's yeah it's a real expression of the spirituality and it doesn't necessarily mean that everything you know like people don't realize that like uh the expression doesn't necessarily have to be like yeah that, this is this is uh exact you know like we are you are using fantasy in a way like a lot of times with lyrics and stuff but it's a fantasy that's tacking that's like clicking into like symbols that that um you know bring you know kind of um what's the word uh these like it are like keys to these different energies and powers and forces and expressions of those forces and those currents you know what i mean and and uh yes and that's it's like that's self-development I, yeah that's how i feel you know and and each project that i've ever done has had uh been a part of my process of growth and and has had different you know with black metal i'm definitely into the idea of um having like your main project and also doing other ones that are maybe like like kind of geared at a certain type of energy you know what i mean yeah i do and that's what i continue to do also um and I feel like that's what really, no matter what music I'm doing, that's what really drives that creation. That's what drives that music. When we are talking about the astral plane and all that like stuff before, I think the easiest way to communicate it to another person, at least for me, is to describe it as feeling an energy or feeling a, a feeling inside of yourself that you then put into music, you know, and then you then channel it into something and when people are like oh i wonder what they mean by that if you listen to it and you feel something that's exactly what i mean by that you know and i just i found over the years when i've talked to numerous people about what does all this mean well that's kind of my explanation like do you, what do you feel when you listen to this music what you feel these sensations these are coming from the astral plane yeah and i um I think the best music, the music that really like speaks out to you the most, is always going to be made from a pure state, like a pure expression. Like it's like when you really like drop those those barriers down between the the energy that's channeling that you're channeling and like and your expression. You know what I mean? And that's one that I've always yeah. created my best, my favorite music I ever made is the music when I get in that state. I'm just channeling pure, like straight out, like just this like is energy you know yeah and uh like with black metal in particular that's really what it is all about like you said just channeling that energy it's always been the music as far as metal is concerned that it's not about politics it's not about um terrestrial things for lack of a better word it's it's really about that channeling it's really about the deep visceral kind of almost subliminal and also loud experiences that you go through you know, just through that process of like self-actualization and self-discovery. And I think that's why a lot of it, a lot of it too, like you got the the raw emotion of aggression too that comes out. And that's why it sounds so pounding and violent sometimes because it's like this, it's just a raw strength that that comes from such experiences that really fuels the batteries of that music, you know? 
yeah, because yeah, it's coming from uh, uh, that's why black metal like really <clears throat> does need to be like somewhat more like primitive, like at its base level. It really does need to hit into that, kick into that kind of deeper level. You know what I mean? Like that's why uh, black metal isn't death metal. Like it doesn't need to be as as fancy and as clean as death metal. Like black metal is 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 more primitive. You know, it's more primal and it definitely is black metal has nothing to in my opinion not as my opinion i think like period black metal has nothing to do with politics has nothing if you write a love song in black metal you're not black metal <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not about <laughs> that kind of stuff like it's not about fucking politics or you're like you know these mundane like human feelings you know what i mean yeah, it's not. In fact, the only black metal love song I ever thought ever existed was Natasha and Eternal Sleep by Dark Throne. Yeah. <laughs> and even that's not really a love song, but it kind of is because it's about his beloved satanic witch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that's it's, again, it's different, though. It's coming from this almost like kind yeah, of weird, like unhuman yeah. type of men- like, kind of viewpoint. You know what I mean? It's like some vampire like mourning his evil satanic witch, you know? <laughs> yeah exactly you just get this visual of like some vampire on the edge of sanity drinking wine and just running into a frenzy of bloodlust and hatred yeah exactly it's but again it's it's coming from this like dark evil kind of kind of viewpoint and to me that's that's black metal is about that kind of stuff it's not uh and i think that that's something that that maybe uh, us, uh people get confused about you know like they're like because they just think black metal could be a, just whatever i'm like no it's not just whatever you know it's it's like um you know euronymous and all of them would say that black metal is about um uh, it's like a feeling you know black metal is not necessarily just like the music like but it's like the feeling there's just just dark has to have this dark evil feeling you know what i mean and if it doesn't have that then it's not black metal you know no i agree and i don't know these days when i think about black metal i can't help but be reminded of that very famous gall interview when he's asked basically what is black metal and he pauses for like 20 seconds and just says satan yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's really it yeah i mean black metal is about satan and uh it is about like this kind of freedom uh in so many ways and it's about uh it's about darkness and evil you know if you're if your music is neither black nor metal then you cannot call yourself black metal you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like i think a lot of oh go ahead sorry i just say uh, to me it's it's like black metal has its core it's like coming from the roots of fucking Bathory, Return of Darkness and Evil, and like Hellhammer, Satanic Rites. Like, you know, if if your music doesn't like have its roots in in those two things, then it's not black metal. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I just think for the great many of us, for the majority of us, like really making black metal, I think we go through so many just profound, sometimes beyond words experiences, and like the best way to express that is literally by playing aggressive violent music and screaming and just not only just that but creating an atmosphere because it's just it evokes such a power and such a such a like i don't know i dare i say like a bloodbath of the senses it's just really like uh 
it's such a profound experience and sometimes you struggle with words and so the essence the spirit of black metal has always been like the best way for me to express these very deep things and like i find it even translating and spilling over because i have another project that i'm working on now which is not necessarily black metal but it kind of is um and this project is called void coven and this project essentially is is still like that it's basically just releasing something so profound that it's best expressed with sound it's best expressed with um not so many words but much more sound and creates an atmosphere and it's that atmosphere that releases and gives vent to the experience to the expression you know and it and it basically channels that and to deity undead that's what i've always done with my music too like i've always tried to compose an album that really captured everything i was feeling and sometimes the best way to do it wasn't even with the words it was just with the sounds yeah i mean the um well i mean i think with black metal um i think that because black metal to me is more about the the feeling the energy behind it you know the intent you know like what is actually like in inside of it like black metal can take the outward shape of a lot of different forms you know like that's why black metal is a, such a, a protean art form where you have like all these different types of sounds behind it you know like it's a genre that you you can point to all these different bands that sound different but they all have that same core you know and sometimes they're even bringing in some non-metal elements like dark ambient and stuff but it still feels like black metal you know yeah yeah exactly it's expressed through that sound i mean i have things running through me on the daily that sometimes just a really harsh bassy and violent sounding guitar tone is what it's literally like opening an envelope or literally like cutting into me and letting that energy pour out so that way i can get it's almost like a sweet relief but it's a relief that is a self-communion does that make sense yeah and i definitely it's like communing with the deepest part of yourself yeah yeah exactly i definitely know what you mean about about like maybe like ever ever since years ago when i had the kind of like deep like uh kind of spiritual like negretto shattering state where i kind of like saw beyond uh the surface of reality and and really had this like intense thing of it almost made like words like meaningless in some way like what is like something beyond words you know mm -hmm. i struggled a long time to get back into to words into into shaping things in the words and expressing things through words and uh and even now i find that uh a lot of times i'm like expressing the feeling through the music first instead of the words which is the opposite how it used to be i used to write the words down and then shape the music around the words you know mm -hmm. That's kind of kind of funny that that happens at a certain point where it's like almost like the the music the the the, the sonics of it are channeling the energy and then I have to channel I have to figure out what the words are to go with that you know yeah that's kind of where I'm at too and uh, you know and I was a vocalist as you know in this band for a few years and um, you know and their music would inspire the lyrics. Uh, that just channeled out of me but it kind of goes both ways like I find like sometimes you just get struck with that kind of like 
Lucifer, Thunderbolt, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to write all this stuff. And then the music comes out. And then other times you just write riffs or you just make music with your keyboard or whatever. And then it's like, okay, well, then maybe some words will come out, you know. But either way, yeah. you're getting some kind of expression. You're getting some kind of like validation and identity, some yeah. kind of composition to what you're feeling. Well, I think too another thing that that's that I find with black metal and stuff to creating or to like when you're making like dark gambi or something is to um, kind of do like a, a ritual working in a way like where you get into a trance state and you call upon whatever energy it is that you want to channel, you know, and uh, and connect with that, and then you just like allow it to flow and you and you create the music from that as well, and and maybe then from yeah. there the lyrics flow from that as well, you know. Yeah, they do. I'm really excited to record more Deity Undead again. I do have an album in the works that um, I'm anticipating to uh, release that and my Void Coven EP by Halloween. Um, just because, you know, this time of the year, it really brings that uh, energy. It really brings that inspiration when the summer heat and its blistering fucking fury goes away. And then, you know, you're greeted with the scent of autumn and the cool uh, temperatures. And it just really like, there's also not to say um, also the equinoxes and solstices and all that stuff. It really, you really can feel that stuff. And like when the year starts turning to and more towards Halloween, I feel like that is a really, really deep time for me. And I make some of my best black metal when it starts getting near this time so i'm trying to time my release of the new deity undead stuff around this time to actually terminate either on the 31st or on the 1st of november so like that's that's something that's definitely in the works right now um and i'm really excited to share that with you and excited to share that with my other friends and then just you know deity undead does have a band camp page with two songs on it right now from the most evil black metal stuff that i made when i was living in queens but um it's about to have like more stuff put on it and it's about to have more like body because right now it's just a, a picture of me in corpse paint with a giant big old pentagram around my neck and a robe and like but it's it's gonna have like more volume to it right well and uh, it's kind of funny that you i'm also planning on releasing the new uh demo for also Sierra as well by October by by I, I our goal is to try to get it put together by uh and released by Halloween or Day of the Dead you know like that period of time so yeah it's the same period of time yeah you feel it too and I uh, I know I've told you this before but I'm in love with the logo for Alto Sierra I think it's so cool yeah he did a great job it's a uh, on the Prav Arts and uh mm -hmm. I kind of gave him an you know idea of what what uh, what I wanted, and he put it together, and it's awesome and uh, very like occult. You know, there's a lot of symbolism in it that 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 I had him put into it. So, hey, and, um, uh, I your logo actually inspired me to contact an artist um, and to make a logo, not for Deity Undead, but for the project that I'm occupied with called Void Coven, and I'll have to show it to you. Um, it has a few different colors, but basically, what it is. The center of the logo is the dragon's eye. 
And around the dragon's eye is the words, are the words, I should say, void coven. So void on top and coven on the bottom. So oh, cool. it's basically yeah. like the, the letters kind of form like the eye of the dragon, so to speak. Right. So basically the logo is one scary looking sinister dragon's eye staring at you. Oh yeah, you have to show that to me. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. I mean, and if you noticed on my logo, there's a there's a dragon's eye inside inside of like the inside of the the inverted um, trapezoid and everything. Yes, and that's yeah. what inspired me. I'm like, you know, I really want to like create a logo too that encapsulates like uh, like dragon stuff, and um, you know, and and you know, and basically the quintessence of the left hand path, so to speak, terminating and. Uh, branching into the eternity of the dragon and and just like concepts like that and so i felt like you know the um so just kind of like a quick plug i guess i don't know i'm just kidding but void coven is essentially doom but it's not like stone or doom or anything it's it's essentially like sun o um, right. but it's also not it's also not drone um so for example the first void coven ep is probably going to be using an hm2 clone pedal so it's going to have like a lot of like harsh HM2 Swedish death metal sound, a lot of fast guitar riffing, but it's going to be like really dissonant and voidy and like right. essentially like it's just going to be the self-titled and Deity Undead though, like it's the direction that this band is going in is essentially going to be like also very atmospheric like my other stuff, but very cavernous too. So I'm really looking forward to like producing something by Halloween that i can share with the world yeah and definitely definitely into hearing both and the uh yeah it sounds like we're kind of on the same page with with the direction of of stuff you know like with what we're doing you know so yeah the, uh, the, you know like all like for me all seer is kind of like the culmination i think of everything i've done before in so many ways you know like maybe does has the least to do with maybe the like the talus and like nature black metal type of vibe um but everything else that i've been working on you know and uh and melding in you know like i wanted it's like purity it's like I, i'm trying to like purify down to the the core of 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 my expression with this you know like it's very mm -hmm. much like um to to the real like real like this purity of of even just having like you know like going into like that kind of primitive expression of like Vaughn riffs and stuff like that while while melding oh, that's with, so cool. like, melding like Vaughn with like uh with, like dark ambient and and uh and stuff like that and noise and stuff as well so and then and then you also got like I'll be doing like you know more like more like regular black metal songs as well and and just like really just trying to like kind of purify down to its core like the the things and the, the the spiritual energies of the dragon and the void and all this kinds of stuff is a main main point of it as well you know that's beautiful yeah i i know what you mean about like wanting to just channel that through like bond style riffing like simple barbaric kind of stuff and I've I found myself just kind of composing things like that too. And I'm kind of debating with a few ideas on the new album myself, but what I'm like, ultimately what I'm doing for the new deity and dead is I'm suspending the worry of like finding a title and finding a lyrics and all this. And I'm, I'm just going to let the spirit of autumn guide me, you know, I'm just going to 
let it happen. Um, the most important thing that I can do for myself is have my recorder set up. So that way, when the spirit strikes me, I don't have to be fiddling with cables and shit. And I can just be like, okay, it's time. And then just let the creativity flow. Don't even give a shit about what comes out and then just maybe refine it before releasing it, you know, and, and just kind of letting, letting what happened happen, you know? I think that's the best way to go. Like, um, it's easy to get kind of like caught up. Like, I mean, my, my main thing is that I want the songs that I make to be, you know, basically is I want to, before I release them, I want to create, create the song and then let it sit for a little bit and go back to it and be like, yeah, this still holds up. You know what I mean? And then, then, yeah, me too. And, uh, because sometimes you create a song, you think it's great, and then you and you put it away, and you go back to it a few weeks later, and like, man, this doesn't really doing what I want it to do, you know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I just it's want not hitting the way it should. Yeah, I just want to make sure that it's just like that. Every riff is coming from that pure like state and channeling that pure energy, and and then you know, uh, and then at that point, it's going to be good, you know. And that for Althusir, where uh, one thing is that I'm like, there's not going to be any like nice any melodic riffs, you know. Like it's a uh, cool. Uh, that's the one one main rule that I give myself is that I there's not going to be any of those like stereotypical like uh, you know melodic like Sargai style riffs. Not because I don't like that, just because like. Uh, I just want to do something different. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I, I don't really want to fall into, cause I feel like a lot of those riffs have been done a lot. So I'm trying to, I mean, mostly also, I just like, I want to do something different. Like I have a different idea, you know? Yeah. Well, I understand that that's kind of been, it's interesting. Cause that's kind of been my thought process too. Cause as much as I love doing bar chords and inverted bar chords and being like, you know, the Sargeist style mutilation style, just because that stuff really, evokes a lot in me i want to just i want to go for the dark and heavy honestly and the more like pounding stuff and but really i wonder because the way i'm seeing the new deity undead is there's going to be a lot of fast parts probably have to use like a a drum machine for just because can't play that fast and you know and whatever there will be parts um of it but i'm kind of foreseeing it to be like this like visualize yourself entering into the mouth of a cave and it's like it almost borderlines on the feeling of doom metal music like especially on the sludge variety where it's like you know it's just like this harsh like crazy mammoth bass tone that draws you into the subterranean caverns but black metal style it's going to be you know i guess a good way to describe it would be like helvetron with their album seven seven scrolls or i can't remember what the name of the album is but the cliffothic one yeah you know and uh something like that but not quite like that at the same time it's just gonna have like that you're descending into something awesome kind of atmosphere with a lot of really cool riff structure and a lot of reverb and uh just a lot of just really i guess really big on the atmosphere you know yeah yeah mate it's funny how how tastes evolve and uh like you know i still love like uh you know the more melodic styles of black metal and stuff but uh but i definitely have noticed over the last few years that that my my tastes have like really kind of gravitated more towards like uh the more like ugly type of black metal or like you know like stuff that's like uh um 
just like that kind of barbaric feeling or the stuff that's just like or like going you know like um i don't know stuff that's more and more gonna be coming from like you know even stuff like the first word uh sam i all like worship him or you know like um stuff that even if it is melodic i like i'm i'm more preferring like the the mysterious dumps of thanos type of like real kind of you know how they're kind of like sinister sounding melodies you know yeah definitely yeah uh not so you know like more, i was also thinking of a good way to describe it is like you know like the the ugly riffs on Transylvanian hunger you know where it's not like doing like the cold like melodic riffs but it's more the ugly riffs you know mm-hmm. uh yeah like that that's kind of where where i'm where i'm grafted towards and i mean i spend I, I listen a lot more now to i listen a lot to like the black thrash stuff and things like that as well and uh just like it is just fun i mean i've always listened to that stuff but but uh but it's definitely like grown and and as the, as the years go by for some reason you know yeah well it's a good thing to grow on you it's grown on me a lot too and uh i i like the idea of the gnarly riffs like gnarly roots on the tree of hell kind of thing it's just um a band that's really done that for me has been like bestial raids has or like proclamation is like really next level gnarly grindy riffs that are definitely not melodic you know or like tate and blood that kind of stuff another another band like a big inspiration for me too is uh demon sea like particularly of joint darkness you know, like Demon Sea is amazing for sure. I got to meet one of the guys in Demon Sea a long time ago, and he was doing like I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I met him. My friend Brian was when he was alive was playing a concert with his band, and the the dude, the Demon Sea guy, was there, and he was like setting up sound, and like he does like this weird techno stuff, and also like this psychedelic stuff, and also he still does like all this metal too. But when I met him. You know, he's a really sinister, you know how like some people just have like a really kind of sinister energy. Yeah. He definitely had that to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I really like that kind of feeling. Like, I think above all, like, uh, I think the big reason that for me, I've kind of gravitated away from some of those types of more, there's two types of styles of black metal I've really gravitated away from. And one is that kind of stuff. Like if I want to listen to like the more melodic stuff, I'll just listen to Sargeist because I like the feeling that I get from it. Or, you know, like go back to the old stuff like Moonblood or whatever. You know what I mean? And I like that vibe uh, from those bands. But, uh, but you know, like there's a lot of bands who just kind of rip that kind of sound off and it, and it just uh, sounds uninspired. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's just like, it's like, like very done. You know what I mean? <laughs> It, it is very done yeah like i yeah. wouldn't want my stuff to sound like it but just kind of the idea of it there was um one band that i heard from australia that was like they had passion to their music but they were like kind of really um i don't know i don't want to sound like an asshole but they were kind of like copying bands like proclamation and stuff and really great band though I haven't heard anything from them since they're called abysmal lord oh and, yeah i know um, that band yeah yeah, and I think that was one of the first bands that I heard that kind of had that, you know, uh, really obviously very inspired by stuff like Tate and Blood and Proclamation, you know. Yeah, there's definitely bands popping up like that. Uh, 
and uh, I don't know. I like band like a Void Meditation Cult when it comes to that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, those guys are really cool. I like them too. Yeah, that album is a big, big inspiration. The vibe of that album is like pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. The, the other thing that I'm kind of as I say, the oh, other sorry, thing I'm kind of tired say... of in this is that I don't listen to so much anymore. Is like the you know like the bands coming from the kind of wolves in the throne room like like uh lineage of bands you know what i mean yeah like i can listen there's some bands that i like that are kind of doing that kind of vibe but um but uh i feel like again there's just like a mill particularly with that one there's a lot of, you have to be really picky because some of these bands that are coming out are just i don't know they're not even like black metal really you know what i mean like they mm. it's like oh we're gonna write these like yeah. t- 10 minute songs and you know, like, oh, There's it's so, a, a it's so epic and stuff. You know, like, I don't know. It just kind of annoys me. <laughs> it, it annoys me, too. There, there's actually a channel on YouTube called uh, Black Metal Promotion. And some of the stuff they put out is really good. But when I go and, like, I listen and, like, let me fix my glasses. When I go and I listen to, like, a bunch of new bands, I'm not inspired. I'm really not. Like, I um, I don't know. I mean, not discounting their music, but some of the stuff that, gets put on that channel i'm like oh it's pretty cool but that's one thing i really love about uh the darklands show that you do is that you make playlists and, and spin stuff that's actually really good and i think it's like a really important metal show to have because you're actually showcasing really good quality bands old bands newer bands that kind of thing yeah well i mean for me i i definitely i get a feeling from certain bands you know and like when it comes to those kind of like that kind of wolves and throne room lineage bands, you know, there are some some good bands doing that today, like Ulfa and Unru and stuff like this. But overall, I'm not really too into that that kind of sound aside from those couple a few exceptions. And I used to be more into that, but I don't know, like something switched in me and I'm just like not into that kind of sound anymore. I think because there's just like I've been hearing like a lot of these kind of like bands that I just tired of like the kind of bands doing like oh we're gonna do post metal black metal or whatever i'm just tired of that it's just like i'm done with yeah because most of the people i meet who are doing that uh are fucking like not even like really into black metal you know what i mean and, and yeah just, like, i know i'm just not it's just not my scene like i'm in i'm like i i i you know i feel more connected to like the real black metal type of vibe and and particularly to the kind of um I really like the Nidrosian black metal scene up in up in Norway out, outside of Trondheim, where you got like the bands like Celestial Bloodshed and uh, Mare and Darvaza and all those kinds of bands. You know what I mean? Those bands are amazing. Yeah, you turned me on to like Darvaza and a lot of those bands uh, again. And like, yeah, those bands are great. You know, I wouldn't have found out about those bands were not for your show that you do. And so, you know, I feel like channels on youtube like black metal promotion and even like some other ones that i tend to follow they they just kind of put out anything like anything that just comes out and some of it's pretty good and a lot of it i find very uninspiring yeah i know you mean yeah i don't really spend too much time going through there but i mean uh like uh i i mean I kind of find out through stuff like through different, you know, it, it different ways come about, but particularly like what I do a lot of times is go by like the label 
you know, there's certain labels that I that I really like that release good stuff and I'll check out whatever they release and maybe I'll like, you know, like Territory Possessions who, do, who releases like all those Nidorzy and like bands like I was talking about, like that's a great label or they really, they have like, and they have like great like Polish bands too, like Deus Mortem and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good band too. I like Deus Mortem. Yeah, I just I really like that kind of stuff. I like that this kind of uh, it's like an offshoot of kind of the orthodox sound in a way, but it's it's very like it's got this kind of like um, just like really sinister and evil, like all these bands. You know what I mean? Like particularly a band like Davis mm-hmm. Mortem and like to me, that's like the that's like my favorite type of black metal. Always one one band that's coming out of the. the had their album's not out yet, but I listened to their dem their EP. It's this band called Ritual Death. I definitely Ritual recommend Death. It. Yeah. And um okay. it's a it's a side project of um Bjorn from uh you know who was in Celestial Bloodshed and Mare and Chaos Ritual and and he's a vocalist. Oh, so you know it's Garbaza. gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, and he's a guitar player in Behexen nowadays that took over when Shot Rag left. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to check that. I like their, I like the, uh, I like their name a lot. But yeah, ritual, ritual, death. ritual death. Like it honestly sounds like um, very, very similar to my concept for what I'm doing for this year in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's coming from the same place. It seems like so. Well, that's the real. That's like what we've been talking about all night. That's just kind of like that place, that sacred place, if you will. That's like the real, like black metal shit for sure. Yeah. One, yeah, another band that's a good example of what I what I like. My favorite part of thing in black metal today is like stuff like it's like the last three Behexen albums. You know, like that's like perfect black metal. I know, I agree. Behexen really refines it and concentrates it to a perfect pitch. I love them; they're great, and um, <clears throat> they really kind of broke. I don't know, like broke is the right word. It was really like their music has always been good, but when they put out Nightside Emanations, for me, that's like when they went to the next level, you know, and like they've just continued it since that album. Yeah, I mean, I think I think even my soul for his glory was, was pretty next level, but Nightside Emanations really was like the the true next level where it's like, OK, this is. Yeah, it's great. Like I love those those three albums, like my soul for his glory, Nightside Emanations and the Poisonous Path and. I guess they're working on a new album right now, yeah. but the uh, the poisonous path was really great too, for sure. That one is uh, it's funny because it really definitely has an HM2 like uh, guitar tone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds. I like love a, that sound. Like do you know what I mean? Like it has that straight up like Swedish death metal tone, like guitar tone. Yeah, it's very harsh, and it's um, that's one th- one thing I've been thinking about for a long time. Is like if you listen to stuff like Entombed. Uh, I used to think that, oh, they just got this sound by using a boss heavy metal pedal, but no, it's, there's, there's the mixing that went down at Sunlight Studios. There's just, you know, there's just so much that like went on, but to really get that sound, I've, I've been listening scrutinizing that album in particular, Left Hand Path, um, the bass, like, cause like when you play through as, like even an HM2 clone, like what I have, it, it's very nasally and harsh and um, you can get like a really powerful bass push from it. But when you throw in a bass guitar, that's when it really starts beefing up even more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
um well and it's funny the hm2 like it's a, uh it's funny how i mean almost every band like so many bands back then were using the hm2 i mean it was pretty much like you had everybody from you know all the death metal bands you had bands like my dying bride using it for doom metal you had a lot of these black metal bands like uh, i believe um like i said the other day i'm pretty sure that uh Euronymous was using an hm2 uh yeah you know and uh um and uh into like a marshall stack and and um so you know like i think that it's a pretty versatile pedal you know you can get everything from that that swedish death metal tone to like uh black metal and particularly like since i have the waza one and i'm messing with it like it gets a really good doom doom tone as well yeah that's what i've heard you know and um there's a lot of pretty good clones out um from really good pedal builders um and like it's just a really great tone to to chase and to like sculpt and i really like it um excuse me but yeah i mean it's it's kind of incomparable when you when you like start running it through stuff it's just so like it literally sounds like fucking apocalypse when you have everything dimed <laughs> it's like <laughs> monstrous <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i like the uh, i like the kind of like monstrous ugly guitar tone like i've never really been into the um like you know like dimebag daryl where it's like this like real crunchy and like super like kind of like polite sounding you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's all it's all it's all like scooped mids and shit like i don't know like it's yeah. it's like a scooped american metal sound yeah very tight yeah. Yeah, yeah very tight with like um a really like high gate like where it just like shuts off as soon like as soon as you stop playing where it's like dum, dum. you know like there's no yeah 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 <laughs> no feedback man i listen to pantera every once in a while nowadays and i'm still like blown away by his fucking guitar riffs and solos i'm like holy shit this guy is like all over the place um one of one of my treasured experiences in the past five years was watching morbid angel play live and getting to see trey azigtoff rip it on stage and like it was just incredible yeah i saw i saw morbid angel with um with uh david vincent that's cool. Was, I got to see them with Steve Tucker, which is my favorite. Well, I love both of them equally, but I love the Steve Tucker era as well. Yeah, the David Vincent era. Uh, seeing him with David Vincent was great. It was crazy because his vocals sounded even better uh, like wow. when I saw them than they did even on the album. Like more, like he was like super powerful. They played uh, Covenant, and then they played a. Uh, they basically played like two sets. They played Covenant from beginning to end, and then they played a set of the rest of their stuff, like. Yeah, everything they played Alters Abomination songs all the way up to Gateways Annihilation. Like they played everything. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. Wow. I, I hope one day to get to see them play with David. Um, because that's just like the classic Morbid Angel I love so much. And um Unfortunately, I think you know the last you'd have to go see I Am Morbid or whatever, like David Vincent's like thing where he's playing Morbid Angel songs. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You're right okay but. all right well <laughs> what you, you know i no i was just gonna say as you know i recently watched deicide play live which i never thought that i would get to experience let alone watch them play legion uh and it was an incredible concert and 
I couldn't tell, you know, who were the guitar? Was it the Hoffman brothers? I couldn't tell. I was like, who the fuck? Because they look just like the Hoffman brothers. Well, and like, not the Hoffman brothers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Because I don't really know. I wasn't like following it. So I don't really know what happened to the Hoffman brothers. But anyway, point being, because, you know, for all this time, I thought Deicide was just Glenn and Steve on the drums. And that was it. And like they had some guitarists and, uh, you know, yeah. but anyway, it was an incredible show. And like, like how you were saying, david vincent sounded better than ever i felt like that about glenn benton i was like watching them and i'm like wow it sounds like even more fucking evil than the album like it was just so it was so incredible right yeah i mean it sounded pretty like the video he sent me sounded pretty good and and he was surprisingly doing a lot of the high higher vocals as well which he doesn't really do as much anymore yeah, he was nailing the higher vocals. And then they even played stuff from Scars of the Crucifix, which was probably my last favorite Deicide album. And like, shit, I thought I was going to die at that concert because like you couldn't get away from the mosh pit. Like <laughs> I almost we almost got my knee dislocated. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it just like yeah. the whole venue was a mosh pit, basically? <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole fucking venue was a mosh pit even around the merch tables i was like oh my god but it, it was it was cool you know but I, I tried to get up front and take some videos and just like you know hang out and watch the band but dude like i almost got my fucking leg torn off by a pack of hungry <laughs> demons so it's like there was like this one dude who like literally grabbed me by the shoulder and like threw me into the pit and i my i fell on the ground <laughs> it was so it was such a brutal show i was like That's oh crazy. my god <laughs> yeah there were yeah people were hungry for blood at that show <laughs> <laughs> well i think i think it maybe was the uh, you know maybe it's an effective um of uh, post-quarantine like uh, post-covid like everybody oh we can get out now and we can we can go to shows and you know, like they're just like too excited. They're just getting too brutal. You know, it's like going back to the eighties or something. It was, you fun. know what I mean? It was fun. If you, if they come through, uh, you should check that show out. Uh, you know, and it's an experience. I grabbed the deicide t-shirt. The, the shirts were a little expensive. I was surprised they were like 30 bucks. And so I grabbed like, one deicide t-shirt with their tri-fiction symbol on it and i like the back of the t-shirt says the end of god the way it must be yeah <laughs> nice. it's just a cool shirt it's a cool shirt yeah yeah the um uh they can't they were like one of the first bands to come through last year like when everything went down but i i didn't end up going to see them it was like last september or something but I don't even know that they're going on a Legion tour. I don't know if they came here. Or not. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And then the club that I go to in Seattle, El Corazon, just like had a flyer and they were like, Deicide is playing Legion. And I'm like, tickets are 25 bucks. Okay. I'll That's not that. bad. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, when are you going to go and see Legion played live? You know? Yeah. I mean, I actually like some people get annoyed at these band bands doing like uh tours playing like full albums, but I think it's cool. I mean I saw Oh, I think that. it's cool too. You got to see Mayhem doing D Mysterious. I missed that one. Like that's a show of a lifetime right there. Like, yeah, that that's was really great. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a spiritual um, experience, like like getting to see see them live, you know, like uh doing D yeah. Mysterious Thumbs of Thanos, like from beginning to end like 
that was like uh i was so ex- i was so i i was so excited i just went and i stood up front and i was kind of like in a real like anti-social mood when that show happened too like i didn't i just didn't feel like talking to nobody so i just literally just went up and i stood up oh. like like right up front next to the stage and just like sat there and watched it and i when i did look back while i was like a couple times i was like realizing that dude like people were moshing and i was like i've never seen anybody mosh at a mayhem i've seen mayhem like four times i've never seen anybody mosh the mayhem and i made it was funny because i made a post about it and some fucking dude like i was like i was like i basically say look at all the posers moshing at the mysterious like i posted like the no mosh like you know the mo, no core logo you know and some dude got That's all funny. mad at me like called me an elitist and i was like what i i'm like you're the fucking poser you know it's like moshing at a mayhem show <laughs> uh, like carl gets called an elitist well yeah like what do you think fucking poser yeah. <laughs> that reminds me like that reminds me of that one south park episode with uh edgar Allan poe he's like <laughs> he's, he's like calling them posers he's like is that dye in your hair? Or did a blood demon take a shit on your head, pose? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, no, I I don't know. But I, I definitely would probably. No, you have a point. Like I would probably drink beers and bang my head to that show, but I couldn't imagine honestly moshing in me. Like mayhem isn't really mosh music. No. Like Deicide, on the other hand, you that's know, mosh that music. music. Yeah. That's yeah, that's like. It you better watch out somebody might fucking decapitate you but like you know but yeah like mayhem i just feel like i would probably be like you i would literally just and i kind of wanted to do that with dsi too i literally just wanted to stand there up front and watch them just tear the universe apart with their music and like if i was going to go to a mayhem show i just i wouldn't be inspired to mosh like there's a thrash band coming through here in a few months called warbringer which I might go see. I'm not too familiar with them, but I know some of their albums and they're pretty good. But the next concert that I'm kind of excited about going to see is Batushka. Um, I don't really like them past their album Liturgia, but other than that, I want to go for the experience. Like I want to go, excuse me, and like see their stage presence, you know, like I want to like feel that music live. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, they, they go all out with like the oh yeah they're out of their minds they and and i say that in a good way they go they go all out uh like with the whole fucking monastic orthodox christian anti-christian shit and i don't know i just feel like it would be one of those rare once in a lifetime metal shows that's like it's got that black metal spirit of being like on the next level and stuff but i'm not like too into them if that makes sense you know yeah definitely i think and that's the thing to me like um black metal live is not a mosh experience like and that's why like you know you're anonymous putting on like the no mosh like you know like no no fun no core you know and stuff like it's very specifically like not a genre for that it's a genre for soaking in the energy maybe banging your head you know like it's not i mean yeah every time i've never seen anybody mosh at a mayhem show before that i just think it was because the posers came out to go see them do the mysterious you know what i mean yeah probably probably i mean that's that's kind of what i what i feel from it too and yeah and and, i mean and the the people getting mad at me are like a bunch of like commies from like south dakota anyway so (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> like well, their opinion doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, doesn't it matter. doesn't even be at be at the main show in the first place. But I mean, well, I guess Uranus was a communist, but you know, like <laughs> it's just like, but I just don't, you know. At the same time, I'm like, I don't. I they kind of know you because they're bringing politics into it. I don't like I don't like either side bringing the politics into black metal and. And then uh, no. you're coming here and being a poser and, and moshing to uh, to mayhem, you know, the um, yeah, like to me, there's different music. Like, for example, there's certain then there's some bands that kind of are in between. Like, I understand why people mosh to like Behemoth. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, yeah, because that, that music not... is like bombastic. I wouldn't either. But yeah, definitely. It's well, it's definitely more like mosh moshy than mayhem is. Yeah. And then uh, another band that that I I don't I don't mosh for either is Watain. They're not a mosh band, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen them play live twice now, and each time I haven't felt inspired to mosh. Like, and I've been like the second time I saw them, um, you know, for their like Wild Hunt tour, I guess it was, and you know they played a lot of really awesome music, like from all their music discography, but. I just like there are some bands that I'm like if I have enough beers, which I usually just do my drinking at concerts. Like if I if I have a few beers, I'm like, okay, maybe I want to go and like, you know, run around a little bit, like maybe shove some like get shoved around and shove someone around for a second and then go back. But I don't like mosh the entire show. But like some music, especially after a few beers, inspires that kind of like, yeah, you know, you just want to get into it, but yeah. But like never, never like black metal. Like I just don't feel it when I watch a black metal show. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna enjoy this. Like the Gathering of Shadows, right? That was a perfect black metal show because everyone was just fucking standing there and like enjoying, like feeling the music. And yeah, we had some like posers that showed up there, hipsters and shit. But what? Who cares? I mean, yeah, I you mean, know, it's, it's it's more like it was an experience, you know. Yeah, well, and even with that, I mean, they're hipsters, but they came up, uh, they went out of their way to come up to a place that's like, uh, be surrounded by a bunch of like, crazy black metal people and because they love the music, you know <laughs> what I mean? So they're okay with me, but yeah. like the, me yeah, too. Well, the nice thing about going to something like the Gathering of Shadows was that it's like, um, you know, you're going up to something where uh, everyone's kind of on the same page you know and it's like a kind of gathering of energies and like you're going to you see the you know seeing oh yeah the live there was amazing you know it was amazing and uh it was a beautiful experience and i really feel like black metal shows are kind of like that you know all across europe you know i've watched videos and stuff and like you know in sweden for example like when they have their metal shows I hear that the Swedish are very polite and don't really mosh very much when they, when they do like somebody has to start it before people start doing that. Whereas like in America, it's like you go to a metal show and it's like, boom, you know, you're probably going to get fucking face punched if you're not careful. And like, literally I had a scratch on my face after that deicide show. Cause some freak was like flailing around and like cut my face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, but, but I just, I find that like, for for like the home places of a lot of like extreme metal it's not so much about mosh as much as it is about enjoying it in a different way more in your in your mind yeah well and i think it's a it's a mind and the flesh as well like from the vibrations emanating from the music and stuff like like to me a live show should should be this experience where 
you know, it is something transcending like the ordinary, like it's, it's pulling you in and you're experiencing this music in a, in a real primal way, you know, and it's like a ritual, like yeah. a ritual chamber, if you will, you know, like you go in there and it, it evokes, like, I agree, like what you're, you're saying it best, but like, I, I completely agree with you. It's, you know, it kind of, especially for black metal, like black metal, especially it evokes that kind of ritual chamber feeling where you're just like, okay, well, about to connect with myself and just you know really taking the energy of the music you know yeah and then you have some bands that are uh and there's some bands in other genres that give you the same feeling like uh seeing a band like cult of luna or neurosis or something live you're gonna get that kind of overwhelming intense energy coming off of it or something you know what i mean or, or certain types of doom bands yeah. as well doom i actually got to see a few really famous doom bands live and let me tell you the shows are great hardly anyone moshes but believe it or not mosh pits are even present at doom concerts like there are some drunk or stone people that really try to start it and like <laughs> yeah, they quickly so get funny. shut down because like there's a lot of like old people that tend to appear at doom shows like i went to go and watch mono lord recently uh mono lord from sweden and like they have a really kind of almost spiritual feel to their music. They play with like a lot of HM2 sounding stuff. And, you know, and point being like that music, you just kind of stand there and, and take it in and like absorb it and appreciate it. But like you kind of sway back and forth a little bit, but there was definitely some people trying to start a circle pit where I'm just kind of thinking, I'm like, how can you do a circle pit to doom? Like it's so slow. It. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like... it's really stupid. Like, uh yeah i saw uh one of the best doom bands i saw was electric wizard that was a fucking sick oh, show. nice so i, I haven't wizard. seen them play i bet it was really cool did people try to start moshing to electric wizard too i don't really remember i don't think so but i mean it's I was so, like, like it's not oh, made for that yeah. no i was like real just sucked up into the music and the visuals and stuff they had like i, I love them and uh, they're like yeah they're they're really bands. good my yeah. my favorite album probably is Witch Cult today, and I like Black Masses a lot. Yeah, right. That kind of Doom. That's like my one. They're probably my favorite of that kind of style of Doom. Yeah, they're really good. And Liz Buckingham is hot. Just gonna say, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, most of the Doom that I, I mean, I don't. I haven't really been in a Doom mode for a while, really. But uh, when I am, it's usually more of the skepticism shape of despair type of doom or like my dying blood. oh i love that do but, you um do you know that shape of despair came out with a new album yeah they did a few a few months ago i still haven't heard it but i saw it at the record store like a few months ago and i've been meaning to hear it but yeah they came out with a new album and uh really want to check it out because i don't know like shape of despair i've literally like felt so many deep things listening to them almost like on the level of black metal like just or like yeah, my dying bride um you know just really good stuff when i got uh, into black metal uh i kind of simultaneously got into like funeral doom stuff like i remember i remember buying shape of despair angels of distress at the same time as like a black metal cd you know what i mean like at the they do go hand in hand yeah and uh I think uh, you were the one that showed me that band when I was listening to black metal as a teenager, you showed me shape of despair and I like loved it like right up there with all the other stuff I was listening to. Yeah. There's some bands that in that, that I feel go hand in hand with it or like Evoken, you know, or. Yeah. yeah. Evoken's cool. 
uh, you know, I like, like the darker side of Doom as well. That's something that's not so trendy, but I like it that way. I really like the darker side of Doom. Yeah, sure. that's definitely what I am about. I don't, I don't really like the. Uh, I'm not like super. When I was a teenager, I was in, like more into like uh, you know, like I do like Queens of the Stone Age and Cayuse and those types of bands, and I was probably more into it's good that. driving music. Yeah, I was probably more into that as a teenager before I got into black metal. Like I was, I remember, you know, I was really into Black Sabbath like from a young age. And and then I found all these kinds of bands like Queens of Stone Age and Cayuse and stuff and uh, Sleep and all those kinds of bands. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, um, uh, St. Vitus and all that stuff. But I don't really listen to that kind of style of Doom as much. But I think I, out of that style, like I said, I probably listen to Electric Wizard the most, you know. Because it's like evil. Yeah, electric satanic. wizard. It is very. Yeah, it definitely gets played a lot in my car when I'm driving around. I listen to Witch Cult today, and uh, but you know, and that's the thing too. Like I've I've made a like when as an artist, like Deity Undead is always going to be black metal. Like it's not going to deviate. It's just going to be black metal. And then I have my Void Coven project, which is more on the dark side of Doom and. Uh, you know, and I've been focusing on both of them at the same time, but just to kind of like circle back to, you know, like bands and progressions, of different times in life and tastes of music. I feel like somehow there's a bridge between Deity Undead and this project I'm working on right now. But yeah, I'm Deity sure. Undead is always it's always going to be like just I'm really excited. I'm, I really can't wait. I'm very much anticipating putting out a new album. I really feel like out of all the deity undead stuff I've ever done, this one album is going to be like the culmination of all of it. Like it's going right. to be, it's going to be the piece that I release. And I'm like, okay, this is the defining fucking deity undead new release. And like, here it is, you know, put cast it out to the world or I should say cast it upon the world. And, you know, and hopefully people that are really into black metal will like find it and they'll resonate with it because I feel like sort of like what you're doing. I want to keep the real spirit of black metal alive forever with deity undead. Like I'll never change the name. I'll never do anything different with it. Um, But it's going to be like, it's just going to really be something I feel like is, is going to be kind of like a slap in the face to all the fake black metal for sure. Right. Because yeah, it's think, just going to come out and be what it is. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's the thing. And I think today there's there's a lot of people, uh, you know, there's a lot of great bands coming out today as well. And and I think Black yeah. is in a pretty strong place actually. Uh, I you know, I think there's kind of a yeah, separation, you know, like and uh, like there's there's all those kinds of kind of nonsense post black metal stuff doing their own thing and then real black metal is operating on its own type of dimension you know what i mean and i, I think i, I think deity and, like, and dad will hit those people you know <laughs> that's what i'm hoping because ultimately i want to contribute to that body of stuff that's coming out that's actually real and good and the band's been around for a long time now the band's been around for what is it 2004 is essentially when it started so 14 Six- it's almost going to be or yeah years. it's it's it yeah it's almost eventually it's almost going to be a 20 year old band and so like i purposely didn't really press it that hard it was always kind of like yeah this is deity undead and only like it only it got around in like small circles and it has 
somewhat of a cult following like there's a few people that like know it and like listen to it but you know but i want it to just kind of be more like hey here's this band that came out like almost 20 years ago and he's put out an album that you know is actually you know i don't i don't want to say good because i feel like all my projects that i did were good at the time yeah I think but the like they were well, thank you. No, it was like good for me as a spiritual release. So like, I, I would judge it as good. Like I'll listen to it now and be like, well, I'm not really into it, but you know, I want to like put something out that I feel is good. You know what I mean? Like that really uh, kind of captures what I'm feeling and trying to express. And uh, I want to be like one of those weird old bands that comes out of the woodwork with like a history and, and like, you know, nobody expects it, you know? Yeah, that's kind of my that's kind of my 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 feeling as well. It's kind of like, well, I, you know, you see these bands like um who are like it's it's very similar to like how you have like a band like um Hortum Rife for example where the guys have been like act, you know, they started out, out in the early 90s were active in like some stuff then weren't really like like overground, you know, like really doing like and then all of a sudden they're like bringing out albums and uh, you know, and being really active, like in their, you know, when they get older, I feel like there's a lot of bands that have kind of followed that trajectory. And for some, you know, one reason or another, I think part of it too, is just like, uh, you know, it's just a way that like kind of for both of us, it's like, we had this long period of like uh, a lot of shit going on and in, in their personal lives that kind of kept away from the focus of, of, pushing the mute putting yeah. the music out and, and now th- that's kind of we're now at a, that point where like yeah okay now it's like let's refocus and get this shit out you know like and that's exactly what i mean you put it best i just i feel like my my job i hate to say it sounds annoying but like i feel like what i've been focusing on as far as work and stuff takes so much of my time that i've been like you know like recently I found a really good balance where I'm just like, all right, well, I know how to disconnect and be like, okay, well, I won't let this get to me too much. And, you know, it's like, I believe in a motto. The motto is upwards and onwards forever forward and never stagnant. That's kind of like my motto. Right. And it's like my mantra, just keep going forward, just keep going forward, you know? And, and like, that's kind of what gets me through. And like what I've been channeling into the music lately for New Deity Undead has been kind of like a giant monument middle finger to just the world in general and being like, no, motherfucker, I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still yeah. like just going to keep producing this music because this is like who I am, you know, as I'm a musician, I'm an artist, you know, this is what I do. And, uh, you know, not really let mundane shit get me annoyed so much because you know when you get annoyed at stuff it tends to burn a lot of energy yeah and like it kind of it kind of takes the inspiration out a little bit you know yeah definitely and and then and then i definitely find that if i allow myself to get annoyed with stuff then it kind of makes just makes things worse you know it's kind of like you yeah, just kind of got it does the fuel the annoyance let it go and then just move on and move forward and and uh um like for to me like the art has to in some way i don't know i i like to approach the art as like existing on this kind of separate <clears throat> level uh you know like like uh some type of 
a different dimension in a way like you're channeling from something outside of all this so even these mundane yeah. things shouldn't really like get, get get in the way except for maybe time you know if you just don't have time to. yeah it's really just like time like they don't i agree with you and like music is always just this catharsis and what actually matters and so you know it's i really i agree with you and i think that um i think that the new album once i put it out is actually going to be uh, really significant for me in my life because it's been a minute it's been a while since I've like actually released anything with the project um, yeah and so like if you go to my band camp the last stuff that's on there is the stuff that I was really happy that I, I like it, it really spoke to me so it's just a couple songs and then like there's another EP on there that I recorded and these things were recorded like in 2014 so i mean we got some years treading right now so that was like the last time deity undead actually surfaced and recorded a couple albums and put it out but now it's now i think that this is the time where the band comes out again and does like a really solid you know even if it's just like a four track album again like does like a solid ep or album whatever and uh then just continues from there and like every so often produces music because I feel like the best times for Deity Undead are in the autumn and the winter. Yeah. Well, I mean, going back to the to where we started, I mean, when we met was the autumn of 2005 and it's like, uh, yeah, that time you released their second and third demos, which I still think are some of your best, you know, work and uh, um like at least as far as purity like i feel like musically a lot of your stuff that you've released later was was um higher i think was i think songwriting ability and everything has developed and grown and become better but the purity of energy that comes off the second and third demos like and they both have that autumn feeling like when i listen to the wandering through decayed dead dreams demo it's like autumn so i mean that kind of goes back to that type of uh, energy and i'm sure that today what you're going to make is going to be you know a, a showcase the development and transformation gone through through all these years and and you know to be um but still be connected at its core energy to what to where you were then you know what i mean well thank you yeah that's that's what i'm thinking too um that's exactly actually the goal is to just like let that happen again just like it was because i feel like i really i really feel like the old stuff um because it was it really was just letting it out and um my favorite qualities about those two albums you mentioned are just the fact that they're really they're just really ethereal sounding they don't they don't give a fuck like they just they exist and they sound very very ghostly yeah definitely you know that that was my that's wandering through decayed that dreams is very like eerie ghostly like uh uh demo and i remember when i did um the first vid demo that was kind of a similar type of vibe that i was going for on that but was like this kind of eerie ghostly type of energy you know what i mean like yes yes um vid definitely has that i remember when i first was introduced to your band i like like my hair was standing on my arms and I felt like actually kind of freaked out. Like I felt like there was some spirits around me. It was really cool. 
yeah yeah i mean it's really good i remember listening to it and because it's so staticky and noisy like you could you know, sometimes you'd hear like almost like these like voices if you listen to it loud enough like I yeah probably it might have been your brain like uh just no, like creating I don't it think but so. if you look at the camera my hair is standing right <laughs> now on my arm just thinking about those those yeah. recordings you made yeah but i mean that came from yeah. just like really pure like the dunkelheit for trump demo was just like uh I recorded it in one day, basically, like one go, just like super intense, just like this, like fury of like energy. And, and, uh, and, and I look back at that, I'm like, yeah, that's the see, that's the thing is like a purity. It's like a purity of, of expression that, uh, it's almost like we get older and you build up all these, all these like things. And it's like, you got to break them all down and just go back to that purity, that primal purity of, of expression, you know, and it's hard because we do, we do as we go through life we gain all these types of um psychological like uh barriers that and and like um and uh yeah i mean we we restrict ourselves and i think and it's unconscious we don't even realize we're doing it but you do it and it's like to really maintain that type of energy you got to like tear it all down and just go right back to that that purity and allowing everything just to flow and allowing your energy to flow in this pure powerful like manner and and you know what i mean like that's kind of that's kind of what i think i think that too that's that's where i'm at musically myself so that's that's what we're gonna make happen just like let it flow out um for a while, I was just bogged down by my concerns and my worries, but that was a little while ago. Now everything is fine, like as far as the the brain life balance, I guess. So yeah, I'm not. It's like what you said, you know, not not to let any of the other stuff like get you down um, or to like bog you down, I should say. But I'm feeling it now, like it's just gonna like pretty soon here. I'm gonna start setting up the recorder and just getting ready to start recording the new deity undead album and you'll be the first person that hears it and then i will put it on Bandcamp. definitely looking forward to hearing some new stuff from you and uh, i'm looking forward to hearing new stuff from you too yeah yeah i'm definitely like shooting for for by october and me and alex are going to try to focus on getting together like uh the the over the course of september to get the main tracks recorded and the um cool yeah that uh i think uh it's almost like i, when I was re-listening to the vid demo like uh, a few weeks ago and i was like i love the energy of it and everything and the and i was like some of the stuff that i was doing on there is similar to some of the ideas of what i'm going to be doing now like as far as like the mixture of dark ambient and black metal uh and I was like, but except the difference is that rather than trying to create the ghostly atmosphere, it's going to be satanic and evil, you know? <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's a, it's good that we're both um, both on that, that plane of, of working towards. I think the most important thing is just once you make it and you get it out there, putting it out there and it's like once you do that, then, uh, uh, things will, um, develop from there. You know what I mean? That's like the barrier to break first. Yeah, I think so too. That's what I've been, that's what I've been noticing also, like just break that barrier. It'll be good. 
you know. Yeah. It's That's... like it's like uh it's like a hymen. <laughs> <laughs> Take its virginity. <laughs> <laughs> like, corrupted soul <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> deflower its filthy virginity <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a, it's like it's like you developed a second virginity of releasing music <laughs> right I'm just like what the fuck Elias like, but it's true <laughs> yeah the, um, so true I think it's great. I think it's great. You created all the stuff in here. You're looking toward, towards releasing everything. And... Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you'll be the first to hear it, like I said. And uh, fucking, I'm going to have to borrow a, a friend's bass guitar because I don't own a bass guitar anymore. So I'll just borrow one or whatever. And then, you know, I'll just like start recording. And then I think bass will probably be the last instrument that gets put into it, but it'll be cool. It'll definitely yeah. be good. Looking forward to that. And definitely uh we'll have you on the podcast again like we're talking about like doing um yeah i look forward to it doing some it's really uh, fun. doing some some weird fiction stories and and uh doing whatever else maybe uh talking about some other black metal related type stuff and things like that so well i am down and i look forward to it thanks for having me on your show and this conversation about deity undead and everything you know it's uh definitely was a lot of fun for me and really good to connect with you and be on the podcast and thank you it's an honor and i had you know it was just really great all in general had a lot of fun really inspired from it actually so i'm really glad that we got to do this yeah happy too i I wanted to since you're particularly since you're releasing new music i thought it was a good good time to to you know i'm doing this and i want to i want to help my friends out and get you know it's kind of like reintroducing you to the to the world as well because you've been kind of yeah i haven't been active like in that way in a while no i've been under i've been under a fucking rock (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no no doubt thank you so i mean yeah um until next time it was great talking to you you too dude uh definitely great talking to you bro have a good night you too bro i'll talk to you later take care bye bye
Try. 